Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Pod'em Up and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Tibbs. Merry Christmas, Ollie. It's yeah. Christmas. It is Christmas. It's and, and other similar holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Because we're all different. We're all different in this, this lovely world of gaming. Yes. Are we not? Absolutely. Yes. Us in particular, I think. We're... Yeah. So are you in the uh, festive spirits? Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's all right. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm back to work the day after Boxing Day, so it's, oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah, not, not really much of a, you know, you can't really get into the festive spirit when it's just, you know, the weekend and then you're back. Yeah. You know, you, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Time. I'm quite lucky. I've got quite a bit of time off over the Christmas. Partly holiday saved up. Partly just sort of my office doesn't open over Christmas. So, um, or between Christmas and New Year, rather. So, yeah, it's, um, it's not too bad. Some family time, which is good. Yeah, yeah, all good, all good. Feeling festive? Got the tree up? We do have the tree up. Yeah, um, my wife's done a really, really good job. Actually, we've got um, we've got quite a nice um, fake tree because we thought it'd be worth investing in one that sort of lasts, you know, several years. And she's got some nice decorations. Looks really good. Yeah. She showed someone. She showed a photo of it to someone in her work, and um, that person said it looks like a hotel Christmas tree. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> which is it's quite a good compliment, I think. You know, hotel Christmas tree. Real trees are covered in spiders. Are they? What, this year in particular or just in general? I don't know if it's like a new thing they bought out this year or if it's been, <laughs> been around for a while. Now with extra spiders, yeah. But yeah, someone posted, it was something on Twitter, so you got you take it with a, a boulder of salt. But um, yeah, apparently yeah. there's little spiders, tiny ones, um, mm. s- like small as the head of a pin. And there's millions of them and they all live on Christmas trees. And you bring them into your house Do they? That's... They, they go everywhere. So that's where they come from then? Yeah. Oh, right, I did not know that. No. No. Okay, you learn something every day. So, what have you been up to, gaming-wise? Uh, Hitman Two. Been playing a lot. Of oh, Hitman cool. 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really it like good? it. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I don't like the um. It's it's got this always online thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they had a bit of that in Hitman One, didn't they? they? Did. I got the yeah, inter- impression from the interface. Yeah. They've really doubled down on it with this one. Like, have they? With Hitman One, it was basically you're scoring. If you're like you want to get the rankings, um, ba- you know you get a score ranking based on how well you've done in the mission. Um, yeah. If your connection dropped or there was any interruption or the server dropped out, um, mm. you wouldn't get scored on doing the mission. You could only score while you were connected online. Um, right. With this one, and I really don't remember this being the case in Hitman One. I haven't gone back to check. The save games are actually separated. So you, if you start a game offline, you can't then continue it online and vice versa. So if you start doing a mission online and then later on your internet's down or for whatever reason, you know, you want to play it offline, you can't pick up that save and continue. You have to start again. So it's like the offline and online modes are completely separate. Oh, that um, sucks. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> That's really, really stupid. It's it? really stupid. I mean, this obsession with online stuff, especially for just a single player game, is just... It's unnecessary, isn't it? Really it just is. adds complication. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, the, the game doesn't benefit anything from being online. I mean, no, that's what I, under, I don't understand. Why doesn't it even need to be online? No, I know, I know. It's, yeah. but yeah, it's it's the one blight on an otherwise excellent game. It really is. Okay. you know, it's 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 very good, very good game. Um, okay. And I have been playing a lot of Tetris Effect. Um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that's. 
it really might be my game of the year. I have to be honest. It's a real surprise. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, it's that good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've having... heard. I've heard a lot of people say it's amazing. It really is. Yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. You know, considering it's Tetris, I you know don't think I had super high expectations for it, but it's really surprised me how good it actually is. So, mm. um, that's been yeah. taken up the majority. So what? What of is? Time. What is it? What is it about it that makes it yeah, so good? It's an odd thing to say for a Tetris game, but it's the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't think a Tetris game could have an atmosphere, but the the, the visuals that surround the playfield and the, the music and the way it interacts, the music will change according to how well you're doing, and mm. every time you drop a block, it will pay. Like, you know in Res, every time you fight a bullet or fight a, like a, a projectile, mm. it'll make like a little like a percussion sound or yeah. like a, a little snare or something like that, and it would kind of... So all your actions were integrating with the background music. Mm. It's got that kind of thing with the Tetris block. So every time you shift a block or drop it, it will play a little sample that all kind of melds with the music really organically. It's it's hard to explain. It's 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 an experience. It's and especially if you play it in the VR, yeah, um, it's incredibly immersive. It's it's a really yeah a really good game. Mm. Yeah, I did play it very briefly when they had that demo out, and it was, um, yeah, it was. It, you could tell it was something special. Yeah, yeah. 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 How about you? What's been taking up your your gaming? Um, well, uh, once I've got a little little list. Um, first of all, Chrono Trigger. I have not completed. And in fact, I've pretty much yeah given up on it a little bit. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the thing is, I got well. The thing is, it take it's taken me so long, and I've still got a little way to go. And I feel got kind of trapped in it because uh, I don't really want to start anything new, and it just kind of just became a little bit of a chore. To be honest, I like it. It's a good game. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I, I kind of got stuck on a boss, and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I looked up sort of guides on how to do it, and I, I couldn't get them to work. And I'm like, uh, I, I really just want to play something else. So I don't know. I might go back to it, but I, I probably won't. <laughs> Fetish. Um, I know it's been a I'm bit of an like... epic saga on this podcast. If you're a new listener, I've been uh, last few episodes. I've been updating you all on, on my progress through through um, Chrono Trigger. Um, I was going to say I'm not. I'm not going to pretend that's that's not the most anticlimactic <laughs> end <laughs> to your to your adventure with Chrono Trigger. But, um, it is pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, I know. It is a good game. I just found it getting a little bit repetitive in the sense that it's kind of uh, dungeon boss bit of story, dungeon boss bit of story. And I was kind of like, I, it's I've an RPG. it is an RPG. I know, <laughs> I, but I think I w- I would have to say. And I know Chrono Trigger is really, really popular, so I don't want to offend anyone. Um, but the cat, I would say, the characters and story didn't grip me anywhere near as much as Final Fantasy VII, which is the other, which is the only other big RPG I've ever played. You so, can't drop Final Fantasy name drop Final Fantasy VII in the hope that it will it excuse you from. <laughs> oh, it's, it's okay, it's okay, lads. I like Final Fantasy VII. It's fine. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it works. It works. Yeah. Uh, well, no. <laughs> I know. No, I, mean, I know. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take the decision lightly. 
I'll say no, that. I, I wanted mean, to continue RPGs with it. can be, if especially sort of really long, sort of, you know, sort of 40 plus, 70 plus hour games, if yeah. you the, can't commit to them and you, you're taking gaps in between play and they can become a bit of a chore. Exactly, that's right. I, I felt like I couldn't really take a gap because you can't really in an RPG. No. Because you just sort of lose... Where you, you lose are, track of the, really. the, the story and you know, yeah, and what, what you've yeah. been doing, and yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's a shame. I, um, yeah. but I think I feel like I've got the most that I could out of it while still being entertained by it. Do you know what I mean? I didn't want to yeah. it to drag out and, and you know, to, to sort of ruin my my experience with it, really, I suppose, yeah. But yeah, it's a shame. Well, it's a shame. Yeah, it's just the, it's just the time thing, really. I just can't really commit to these long games anymore yeah. at the moment. Anyway, um, so I think I'm sort of making us kind of a New Year's resolution is to stick mainly just to ten hour or less games next year and just see yeah. how it goes from there. Really. Um, so with that in mind, instead of Chrono Trigger this month, I've been playing uh, Guacamole on the PS4. Okay. Yeah. Have you um, any experience with this game? I've got it on. I think it was like one of the Xbox Live Gold games age like years ago, and okay. I've got it on Steam as well that I got in a bundle, but I've never actually played it. It's really, really good. It's um, it's a Metroidvania, uh, sort of where you play as a, a Mexican wrestler, and it's kind of set in Mexico. And it's kind of got a sort of Day of the Dead kind of vibe. Um, really, really good controls. I mean, just sort of running and jumping around, they feel absolutely perfect. That's what probably what I like most about the game, actually. It just feels really fun to play. And you can, you go around sort of beating up enemies and, and the, the sort of the, the moves and the, the kind of combos and the, and the um, fighting mechanics just feel really, really good. Hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd recommend it just for that alone. But the level design is really good. Some really interesting ideas in there. Um, so is it kind of like, what, sort of beat them up Metroidvania, like, clear a room of enemies move on to the next or? sort of yeah um you kind of you've got interlinked kind of um areas in the game um so you have to go through one area and you have to go through a sequence so there'll be a mix of platforming and then sort of as you say like a room where you can beat up a load of guys um uh, and yeah it's just kind of it's quite straightforward really you know it's not um it's a perfect game for me at this time really you know it's just you don't you know i can i can go back into it and just sort of go right back into it. It's not that complicated. You won't have to keep remembering stuff. So, yeah, nice and simple. I can just sort of sit there and, you know, beat up these guys <laughs> to my heart's content, really. And it's good. It's a good game, definitely. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely um, try it. Like I say, I've, I've got it on... I've got it on Steam, definitely. I've got it on Steam. So, yeah, hmm. I might, might, might give that a try. I'd if highly it's, recommend it. If it's a nice pick-up-and-play one, then yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's got quite a lot of sort of references to um, Metroid as well. In Metroid, they have these things called um, Chozo statues, I think they're called, where you get your power-ups and stuff. And in this one, they're, they're, they look very similar, and they're called Chuzo statues. So it's kind of like, <laughs> has like a little nod yeah, to... Um, little, nods, yeah. little, little nod to its in- source of inspiration, which is quite good. It's quite It's got quite a good sense of humour about it, so it's a good game. Um, other than that, not much really. I've got Soul Calibur VI. Um, I actually got the Steam version. Because okay. um, I quite enjoyed the, because I had a, a demo of it briefly on PS4, the online online mode, yeah. um, and I'm not a PS Plus subscriber, but you could play it on that, and I quite enjoyed that. 
So I thought I'll probably get I'll get the Steam version if I can see it at a good price. And on Black Friday, the um, the CD Keys website had it for like half the price. So I got I decided to take advantage of that. Oh, I've been playing yeah. haven't been playing a lot of it, but it's it's um it's good. I like it. It's got like a sort of story mode and stuff, and quite sort of in depth kind of character creation stuff. You know, it's good. It's good game. Yeah. Too the character creation side of things seems to become a bit of a trademark of the Soul Calibur things. Yeah, I think it's been around for a, a couple yeah. of in- iterations now, I think, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, looking back, I mean, we're, we're like the original sort of Soul Blade, Soul Edge, Soul Calibur, mm. the, like, the, 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 the trademark thing of it was the weapons-based fighting. And I think that it tends to have taken, in my mind at least, I think it's taken a backseat and it's more like the character creation and the, the customizable side of things it seems seems to be more of its its sort of unique selling point now yeah i think so there's not many other fighting games around that you can really customize much is there not to the same degree i don't think no no, no it's quite no. interesting because you you when you play online you can play other people's um, custom characters as well that's quite cool to sort of see some of the creations that people have come up with it yeah. makes it quite interesting because you feel you don't feel like you're fighting the same characters over and over again you they, they have the same they borrow the same move sets from the the, the core characters but it's um yeah it makes it quite interesting i was watching a youtube video i think i i can't remember who it was i think it might have been uh super bunny hop and they did a video detailing the actual history of the soul caliber timeline like how what what actual historic events it was based on and oh yeah like yeah it's, it's, it's well worth a watch very interesting oh, okay that's quite interesting yeah. yeah i think this one the story seems to be sort of the original soul caliber it's kind of setting it it's sort of setting the timeline back to to that time, I mm. think. I don't know the story of Soul, Soul Calibur 1 that well, but it seems to be in, in parallel with that, at least yeah. or like a fleshed-out version of that, which is quite interesting. I was a big fan of that game on the Dreamcast. So mm. it's kind of good to get that kind of... Because I haven't... Um, I had Soul Calibur 1 and 2, but since I haven't had really had much experience with the franchise since then, so it's good to get back into it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Mm. Um, that's kind of it for me. Uh, play-wise, not a hugely busy month, um, but yeah, I've been putting a lot of time into our um, book club pick uh, this month, which we'll talk about in a minute. We will, yeah. Okay. I haven't put as much time into it as I would have liked, but I've put okay. in a fair. I've put in enough to to form an opinion. Good. Okay. Cool. Um, um, is there anything you want to discuss before we go into that? Uh, is there anything? I don't know. Something about a Sonic film. Uh, Sonic, what's 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 that? I never never. Heard of... Sonic, it's like um, it's hedgehog. Sonic the hedgehog. I think it's a hedgehog. He's got really muscular legs. Though, yeah, so well, just like real hedgehogs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that film. Well, Jesus what Christ. I mean, I've made I've made my opinions on Twitter sort of abundantly clear that I I just can't believe that this. <laughs> This Sonic the Hedgehog movie and the artistic decisions that have been made are just absolutely baffling to me. Um, as a long-time Sonic fan mm. um, and the person I consider my go-to expert for all things Sonic, uh, what oh, is your you. opinion on the, on this turn of events? I like it. No, well, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah, no, it's terrible, isn't it? It's awful. It's awful. I mean, it's who great. in their right mind thought that would be, was be a good idea? It's just ridiculous. Um, there, there's an interview going around, and they kind of explain it in the sense that it would be difficult to take Sonic and put him in the real world because his style doesn't kind of mix. It, it would look a bit weird with real people, which I kind of get, but... 
I kind of, but then the answer to that is don't. Exactly, exactly. The the best solution to that is don't do a live action Sonic film. Just, who, <laughs> who want? Who, who's ever asked for a live action Sonic film? Well, I haven't. Personally. No one. No one. No one. Oh, God. I must admit, growing up, um, you know, as a big Sonic fan, I always kind of liked the idea of my sort of hero hitting the big screen. You know, yeah. Whatever you think about movies and and stuff, it's it, it would have been quite exciting. You oh, know, definitely. At the time, definitely. Just to to sort of see a proper Sonic movement for him to be sort of everywhere for a little while. You know, that 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 aspect I've always kind of liked. And a part of me always, you know, on the when the sort of the rumors of the Sonic movie first came about, the little bit inside of me was kind of kind of excited about it. But as you as you've yeah. heard more and more about this ridiculous movie, it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> this Why is not what this is not what I'd imagined. Yeah. Live action. I mean, it didn't work for Mario Brothers. No, it's not going to work for you, is it? (laughs) (laughs) That amazing Mario Brothers film that uh, is is regarded as you know the cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just just beggars belief. And did you read the quote about how they've had to give him separate eyes because they didn't want him to have one giant eye with two pupils? Yeah, because that would be ridiculous. (laughs) That's just taking it too far. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. I, I like my blue hedgehogs to be realistic. Yeah. My blue talking sentient hedgehogs to yeah. be as realistic as possible. Yes. The whole thing is just ludicrous. I just. Yeah. Well, at least we're on the same page with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. I, I. I just. I. Do you know what? I'm not even gonna. You know, because some people, I'm sure, I haven't really read any people's comments on it, but I'm sure people are getting angry and irate about it. But it's just not worth it. You know, I'm not, I'm not that bothered about it to be honest. I can't get irate about it. I just find it, I just find it so stupid. It's just so dumb. <laughs> it I can't. Monumental. It's too, it's too dumb to get angry about. Do you just... think there's any chance with the amount of backlash there has been about this that they would actually, considering that they've apparently only a couple of months into post production and, and Sonic is presumably entirely post-production. Do you think there's any chance that they will, like, scrap this version and just go with something more? Absolutely not. Did you see they they basically doubled down on it again with um, Paramount uploaded a a thing to their... um, I think it was their Facebook or Instagram or something like that, um, of Sonic's muscular legs. um, Yeah, I did see this. Holding holding up a sign saying, uh, can't a guy work out? (laughs) (laughs) I did see that. quite funny in fairness but i was gonna yeah. say i mean fair dues, but yeah oh no I, th- I think yeah i think what what is there I, I just think it's gonna get worse i think when the film comes out it's gonna be it's gonna be i, I don't I, I lack the vocabulary to describe mm. one thing i'm intrigued about is um, jim carrey as dr eggman I'm, I'm i'm curious to see how that's gonna pan out <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so bad uh, um okay so i think we're, we're, we're both in agreement that this is is not not for us no it's a shame i, I, I yeah the, the little yeah, the, the, you know the, the little kid in me has sort of died a little bit now but well, i mean look at the sonic mania animations that they uploaded yeah and fantastic. The, you know how charming and and entertaining they were yeah you know they could have gone in that direction but yeah I know. There's that. There's um, Sonic Boom is very good as well, actually. Yeah. You know, really yeah. good, really funny cartoon. I mean, it's possible. It's possible to take Sonic and put him in. I know. I, yeah. I know these these sort of shorts are completely different from a big movie, but it's possible to put him in that that kind of 
you know, environment that's story based film yeah. and do something with him, but I don't know. It's a shame. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I, Sega never failed to. to well, I don't know. Astonished with their decisions. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was their decision to okay the movie, but I don't know. It, it seems like from what that interview said, they're, they're not entirely happy with it either. Yet, this it's still kind of going ahead. <laughs> still they going said ahead. something like, uh, "Yeah, Sega weren't completely bowled over by it, or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh. I just remember hearing a story, I can't remember, I'm going to get there, I'm not even going to try and say who it was, but I remember reading the story um, about the development of Sonic the Hedgehog and how the, the original game and how it was, you know, released really successful mm-hmm. and Sega of America went to Japan to the executives and put forward the idea of including it as a free pack-in um, with the actual Mega Drive console in order yeah. to shift more consoles, yeah. and one of the executives was so outraged that he got up and left the meeting in a, you know, in <laughs> absolute fury. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, I, I could just imagine that happening with this. They say, you know, uh, so we've um, they've separated his eyes. <laughs> what? <laughs> and no. that's not even the worst part. <laughs> Keep looking down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could just imagine oh. someone looking at it on like a 56k modem and like the top loads and it's like, oh, those eyes are a bit weird and oh, hang on, hang on, what? whoa, Jesus Christ, what the hell have they done? <laughs> just gradually loading the image step by step. Yeah, I know. By the way, if you haven't, if you happen to have not seen this, the, there's two images, aren't there? There's there's one which is like a sort of a shadowy outline of him. You can kind of make yeah. out his general body shape, and there's another one where he's sort of, it, you, it's just a shot of his legs basically sitting on top of um, Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Yeah, and, and there's the one with yeah. him on kicking back on the car with. Uh... Is that is that real? Is that the real? Yeah, that's that, is that... yeah, that's real. So that's yeah. that's what he looks like. Yeah. He looks well, like a big cuddly teddy bear, doesn't he? He does look a bit like that. He, is, he looks really out of proportion. <laughs> apparently that was yeah. a, an old model, though. Apparently the, there's a, uh, okay. a lot of speculation that his model would have been updated a lot since then. That was kind of like a place. Yeah, I did think that, was a, that wasn't kind of in line with the, the outlined one, so I wasn't no, sure. No, because he, yeah. had, he had fairly fairly normal legs in that one. Yes, um, that's right, yeah. But he's got like regular red trainers on, hasn't he? yeah. And, and he's got yeah. blue arms and legs. I mean, that didn't that cause a, a, a lot of furore <laughs> in the community when um, Sonic yeah. Boom came out? Oh, yeah, people don't like the blue arms. No, stay away from the no, blue they arms. No, they really didn't like the blue arms. It's I because a, it's I always think... been, whenever, in previously, whenever you've seen a picture of Sonic with blue arms, it's usually someone who's got the colouring wrong. Or like yeah. someone's do, done like a, a, a crappy kind of licensed picture of Sonic and they haven't bothered to check that he's got yellow arms. I think that's what most yeah. people associate it with, you know. Yeah, mm. I think people have been so astonished by the legs that they haven't yeah. really stopped to think about the colouring of the arms yet. So we've still got that. That yeah. You know, Once they get over the legs, we'll move on to the arms and then just the generally other body parts and just just yeah. 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 Right. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> okay. So okay. Well, let's move on from Sonic. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to stay with Sonic for one second, oh. if you don't mind. Um, uh, if have you seen this Sonic Humble Bundle kicking around? Yes. Yeah, it's quite good actually. It's, it's um, not bad. Yeah, it's got. I've got a list here. 
and I'm going to tell you why I've mentioned this in a, in a second. So Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic CD, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, Sonic Racing Transform, Sonic 4 Episode 1 and 2, Sonic Lost World, Sonic Mania, and Sonic Forces. Uh, hi, sorry, Ollie here, just in the editing suite. Um, there's also uh, Sonic Generations in the bundle as well. Um, I actually picked this up because um, although I own most, almost all of these on Steam already from a previous bundle, I didn't have Lost World, Mania, and Forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and Forces is actually the only ones I don't <laughs> don't own at all. But I thought it's only like it was like eleven pounds or something, and I thought yeah. it'd be worth picking up just for the for, for the modding alone because the mods, yeah. the Sonic Generations has really has Sonic really Generations, good mods. yeah, the, the realistic hedgehog mod on Sonic Generations is brilliant. <laughs> I haven't seen that one actually. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> sounds as good as Sonic movie. Um, but they, yeah, they've like imported all the Sonic Unleashed levels in and stuff like that. And I think yeah. there's a lot of good Mania ones on around as well. So I thought I'd pick that up. But the reason I say this is. All of the other games from this bundle are up for grabs. Um, oh, so excellent. if well, if you want any of them, you're you're more than welcome to. But I thought what we could do is any others that are left over, we could give to our listeners, who are our sort of devoted podcast listeners. Um, and what I will do is I'll say a, a key word in a minute, and if you can tweet us or email us back that key word, you are welcome to one of these games. What do you think about that? I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. The only thing we need to do is uh, find a, a key word. Okay. Do you have one in mind? I don't, actually, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought something might come up from, you know, from this point All in the right. podcast. So we could go with so some... there's, there's, We're basically doing this on the fly, then? There's we're doing this... this on the fly, yeah, yeah. So um, it's kind of an idea I had very last minute, to be honest. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, some muscular legs or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Muscular legs. Should, okay. Should we go with muscular yeah. legs? Muscular legs. So the next time you hear muscular legs in the podcast, then well, you, you tweet us. You what? What? So you tweet us with with the time code of when it is. Or oh, we or could what? do that. What I was just going to say is, all they have to do is tweet us back muscular legs, because at this point they've already been they're already listening to the podcast, so they can just. I know, tweet us but like, I mean, when when we were discussing Sonic earlier, yeah. I mean the normal reaction for someone listening to that would be to immediately exclaim muscular legs as soon as we discussed it. So they, they might be saying that before they even heard there was a competition. Do you know what I mean? Okay. We got to make this fair for everyone. We can't just have someone, you know Okay. Just jumping in early. <laughs> I didn't want to put people off too much that they have to sort of find an exact time. That's the only thing I, okay. I would say about okay. that. I don't know. Okay, let's go let's 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 skip let's let's not do muscular legs. Let's, let's do um I like muscular legs. Okay, let's do, all right, fine. Let's do muscular legs. <laughs> all you have to do is just tweet us or email us back muscular legs. Yeah. And you will get well, you have your choice of Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic CD, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform, Sonic 4 Episode 1 and Episode 2. And Sonic Generations as well. And I also realized later on that I forgot to tell you our email address and our Twitter account. So that's podumup at gmail.com. And our Twitter is at Podumup. Please uh, send us your uh, muscular legs. Thank you. So you can have any one of those, one per person. First come, first serve. One per person. Um, and yeah, that sounds. Does that sound good? That sounds amazing. Yeah, and then we can publicise it and maybe get a few more listeners because we'd really like more <laughs> listeners. <laughs> if that don't, if that don't draw the crowds, I don't know. Well, exactly. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. put aside your your sort of concerns about the sonic movie and enjoy uh, you know 
one a, a decent Listen, Sonic game. If muscular legs is a good enough marketing, you know, gambit for Sega, it's good enough for it's us. It's good enough for us. It works for us. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, what's next on the schedule? <laughs> next. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've got two things to to do this episode actually, and this we this we haven't mentioned this. This is a bumper episode. This is um, we're going to talk about Diddy Kong Racing in a minute, which is our book club pick of the month. But we're also going to uh, do the the Podum Up Awards, the first annual Podum Up Awards, in which we pick a favorite game from the year that we've looked Hang at. On, just, what the, what are they called again? The the Podum the first annual Podum Up Awards. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, to oh, no, stop, stop 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 stop. Oh god. Okay. Oh, well. God. Okay, we're we're experimenting with some new uh, new software here. Yeah, <laughs> Seamless. Okay. Cool. Back in a tick. back you were just listening to the title music of our book club pick diddy kong racing this was developed and published by rare it had a worldwide release in november 1997 and there was a nintendo ds port in 2007 this is an n64 game by the way didn't mention that um and a typical price is fairly cheap it's around sort of 10 to 20 pounds either the cartridge or the the box version surprise me surprises i you. thought it'd be more expensive than that yeah yeah i did as well actually I think it was quite a well a well publicized sort of game, you know, got around a bit. Mm. Yeah. It's um it's a kart racer. The kart racer starring Diddy Kong. Yeah, and it's um I've got a lot of history with this game actually. Um it um it actually sold me on buying an N64. I went round my my friend's house and uh, and he he got an N64 and he got this game and I ended up playing it quite a lot. And I, I don't know I don't know what it is about it. It's just it's something about it just drew me in. It's just it's just a lot of fun. And I, I really liked it, um, and yeah, I just got I just got the the console and, uh, and the game myself because I liked it that much. Um, but we'll... I felt a bit rubbish to be honest. Uh... No, I didn't. I just <laughs> get my revenge for the. Medieval I episode. thought you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was coming. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I feel it's it's really good. Is it? Oh, good. Oh, good. I I I wasn't sure which way you were going to go. I thought. You no, know... no. I really enjoyed it. Oh, good, good. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's um, it's a kart racer. It's uh, it features uh, cars, it features planes and hovercrafts. Um, you uh, it 
it stars Diddy Kong uh, with a load of new characters and Conker and, Conker and Banjo. Um, their first appearances uh, in the games, um, and then a load of other new characters as well that only appeared in this game. Um, yeah, the story's pretty wafer thin. Um, a giant wizard pig has come down from space to cause chaos. Um, as they do, as they do, and you must defeat him by challenging him and you know his henchmen to you know some races and and race your other friends as well for for no real reason. You know, doesn't really need much of a story to be fair. Doesn't need a story. No. Doesn't need a story. No, no, no. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't structured this very well. <laughs> <laughs> what should we start with? Let's. Um, it's got an adventure mode, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say that. I think the, the the key thing that sort of differentiated it for me from other sort of kart racers was the the fact that there is a sort of story adventure mode. Um, something a bit more to get your teeth into in single player rather than just selecting a track and That's just right, going yeah. through a sequence of tracks. I mean, there's, there's something a bit more to it and a bit, you know, um, just gives you, makes a single player mode a little bit more compelling than just racing against bots all the time. That's I mean, right. that's what you're doing, but you know what I mean? It, it gives it a bit more structure. Definitely. I mean, uh, it's it's invariably compared to Mario Kart 64 because it was sort yeah. of released around the same time. You know, it was... I think they they sort of built it with that in mind just to, to compete with that, and you know I, I always found Mario Kart. I, I really like Mario Kart games, but they are very multiplayer centric. I think that's that's where their their force really is. So um, it's it's really nice to get you know one that really puts a lot of emphasis on the single player as well, because most of the time that's what I was playing. I, I would occasionally play with friends, like my you know the friend I mentioned before, but most of the time I was just sitting you know playing it by myself, and it's it's great to have an amount to you know, amount of actual content to go through. Um, yeah. You kind of, it's, it, it's a, it reminded me a bit of Mario Mario 64, the sort of, the, the, you've got a little kind of grassy world to explore. It's not very, it's not very big, but it kind of links up all the, there's, um, there's four worlds to start with, each with four races in it. And this kind of hub world kind of connects them all up. Um, and they're kind of gated by these uh, balloons that you have to collect. There's a few lying around the the adventure world, but generally you get them from, you know, the completing the races and completing the challenges and stuff. And the and the more you you get, the more you unlock, and you kind of progress through the game that way. There's uh, yeah. So you start off in the in the dinosaur world. You know, fairly basic kind of dinosaurs walking around. Um, and yeah, pretty uh, pretty standard stuff. Moves on to a snowy world, uh, a kind of a tropical world, um, and a kind of sort of medieval kind of castle kind of world. How far did you get in this? Out of interest. Um, I I think I did the first two. What was it? Uh, Bluey was the last boss. I did. I think. Oh, the um, the the sort of walrus chap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I, so... think that was, I think that was the second. I I think it was a second world. Yeah. Okay. So I got about eight, eight or nine tracks, I think. I, I okay, fair enough. Yeah, that, I mean that'll give you a sense of certainly the game. I mean it doesn't sort of change much from there, but it does. It does sort of keep offering you some interesting challenges. Did you um, do the coin uh, sort of versions of the races as well? Yeah. Yeah. So that basically you you go into a world, you fight, you you race the the four sort of courses individually. Uh, at the end, you get a boss, and I, I like the bosses. I think that's quite a good addition as well. You kind of you have yeah, a one-on-one one race with this sort of large animal who's kind of, uh, I think he's been kind of hypnotized by Whizpig or something. He's he's like normally like friendly, but you know whatever. Um, 
and you kind of have and they, they sort of they cheap it they, they sort of jump the gun to start with don't they yes and they kind of leave they, they kind of some of them leave um sort of uh, obstacles lying behind you as well some of the later yeah, they're, ones they're a bit cheap they are a bit cheap and they're quite <laughs> they're quite they are quite difficult so, yeah they are. um yeah i like that i like that aspect though it's um it's a good to have a boss race was quite a good idea I always, mm. i've always thought um, but once you do that, you then have to you then have the other four. Uh, sorry, you have to race the four tracks again. But this time there are eight coins laid out across the track, and you have to not only come in first but collect all these eight coins as well. I'd actually completely forgotten about this mode. I thought in my because I've played this. Um, I know I've played the N64 version through all the way, at least twice, and I think I played the DS port all the way through as well. But this was, you know, that was 10 years ago and, and the, the original was, you know, 20 years ago now. So um, it was, it had been a while. I have played it a little bits here and there since then, but this is the first time I ever really sat down and properly did the adventure mode. Yeah. Um, so I'd completely forgotten about this coin race. Um, so that was because I don't remember doing it. So that was quite a challenge for me. Um, normally I'm quite, I, you know, I, I know the, the all the courses really well, but um yeah, having to do the grab the coins. They're, they're not particularly well hidden. It's just because um, there are often multiple routes on these courses. Yeah. And you kind of have to, you, it's difficult to get all eight of them in, in the first lap. Yeah. And you, sometimes you have to sacrifice it a bit. You have to go a little bit out of your way. And, and then usually one of the competitors will sort of race past you. Um, it, it, you know, it, it took me a couple of goes sometimes, I must admit. Yeah. I'm more than a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you say, it's not, it's not that they're hidden. It's just you've got to be quite adept at the track to to really nail yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you do if you do all the races in that world, then you get to challenge the boss again for a harder race, and these are pretty pretty difficult actually. Um, that they will take you a few goes. Um, but then once you've done that, you've unlocked the world, and you do you do it for all four worlds, and then you unlock uh, a boss against Whizpig, who is really tough. Um, and then after that, you then have to go back and do all the trophy races, which are the Grand Prix, um, in each of the worlds. Once you get that, you get into this. You get into the, you go to the lighthouse, and that lighthouse turns into a spaceship, and it follows Whizpick up, who's um, left the planet. And you've got an extra world called the um, Future Funland, which is the best. That's that's actually got the best tracks in the game. So it's four four extra tracks at the end of the game, and then you have got another final boss after that. Once you've done all the coins and everything. So it's, there's a fair bit of you know longevity. I was going to gonna say yeah, there's a, there's a quite a bit of content in there. I mean, I obviously yeah. didn't I, uh, not really scratch the surface there with the you know like I say I only did only did the first sort of eight or nine tracks. So um, yeah. I'd recommend carrying on if you can find yeah. the time because it's it's um it's a really really good game. It's um, it is it's really good fun. Yeah, I mean you've got the, the we haven't really talked about the cars and hovercrafts and planes. I think this is a really this is a really good selling point for the game mm. because I mean no other I mean there's I guess Sonic Transform is the only one. I'm gonna that we, say I think we, we, when we talked about Sonic Transformed in a previous episode we we started yeah. talking about um, the Decong there because of the similarities in the the vehicles. Yeah, I think the, the, in that one you so the the vehicle transforms doesn't it? So you'll go yeah. to a particular point and that will be a, an aerial area and then you go to a car area in this one um you well you're given one of those vehicles and you race it throughout the whole race but if um in adventure mode they're always the same vehicle if you choose the the sort of the just the 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 option where you just pick your own track 
or do a multiplayer one, you can actually pick which vehicle you go to, you, you use in certain tracks. So, and you can, if, you, if you're doing multiplayer, I believe one player can pick, say, a plane and one player can pick a car, which is really cool. That is good, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there'll, there'll always be, that, well, there's often like routes for a plane that are too high up for a car to reach, you know, for example, or you can go across water on a hovercraft. So there's a fair bit of depth to it. You know, the tracks are somewhat simple, but you know, there's there there are these sort of multiple routes and interesting, you know, areas to the to the tracks that you'll only get by checking out the other, you know, um, vehicles. Mm. So I think they they all handle quite well. How did you uh, how did you find the sort of the general handling of the? Of the it was end? good. It was good. I mean, mm. I think I'm very used to the Mario Kart handling. Um, okay. I've spent so much time playing the various Mario Karts that it's kind of I'm hardwired into sort of Mario Kart handling. And if I play different kart games like, uh, let's say, Diddy Kong or Crash Team Racing and things like that, mm. um, I still I sort of naturally try expect it to handle like Mario Kart. So it does take me a little while to adapt, but it is it's it's really good. It's it's mm. it's one of the better handling kart races that I've that I've played. Which um, um, which character did you did you favour? Did you have a like favourite? Did you? The Conquer, yeah, he's yeah. good. He's he's awesome in a hovercraft. Yeah, I normally favour Pipsy, the little mouse, because she's really good handling in the car. Like she turns corners really tightly. I I tend to favour her for most things. Um, and I was in the I was actually in that race with that bot that walrus boss as mm. Pipsy, and I couldn't beat him. And I couldn't figure out why. I just seemed, didn't seem to be going fast enough. And I thought, okay, I'll try another character. And I tried Conquer, and he just sort of blitzed it. He was awesome. You know, that would in, in be ho- the. The one thing I would say, I mean, I'm going to have to ask your opinion on this because I I only okay. played it against a computer and I haven't played it sort of against other people. Um, mm. How how's the balance on it? I mean, are there characters that you know if you pick them, no one else has got a chance, or if you pick a certain vehicle, are you are you sort of going to win by default because you're so overpowered, or is it quite well balanced in the way it? you know, when you're playing against other human opponents? I think it's pretty well balanced. You know, I don't think there's any, I mean, Pipsy works for me, but maybe other people find, you know, other characters better. Apart from sort of the, her handling, I think generally it's got, you know, it's, it's as well balanced as any other game, uh, any other sort of kart racer, I think. I think the vehicles all have their strengths and weaknesses. I think even though the plane, you know, can go higher places and, you know, is a bit more, um, what's the word? vertical i guess i don't know mm. but apparently it's got the slowest speed so if you want pure speed you're better off going with i guess a car um but then you've got those options with the plane and obviously it depends on the track you know yeah. different tra- different vehicles will be better for different tracks and some of them don't even let you you know they'll only lock the um hot top volcano for example it's a plane only course whatever mode you're doing it in so it's not uh, but but there are quite a lot of them have all three on offer or just two of them so um so generally, it's it's quite balanced, and you you're not gonna you're not gonna lose out if you're not gonna get sort of railroaded to everyone just picking the same characters every time because there's no point picking the other ones. Do you see what I mean? That's... I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. It's been a while since I've played this multiplayer, quite yeah. a long time. But um, yeah, I don't think you'll find too many problems. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Um, the music, I absolutely adore the music in this game. It's just it's um, it's it's it was written by David Wise, who I think does a lot of the Donkey Kong soundtracks. Um, but this one is my favourite of his. It's just it's so ridiculously catchy 
And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favourite game soundtracks. I think time, the, I the rare soundtracks are always pretty top notch. They're, they? they're really, really good. They got some great, great composers. Banjo Kazooie is another another great yeah, soundtrack. Um, so yeah, I can't fault the soundtrack at all. Very, very good. Um, yeah, I think there's good. There's definitely going to be some good music in this episode. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, just trying to see what else I've got written down. Is there anything else that um, struck you about the game? Um, not really. I mean, I think I was I was always sort of drawing parallels and sort of comparing and contrasting with with Mario Kart. Mm. Um, and I think in terms of gameplay and handling. And I don't know how much of this is nostalgia. I think Mario Kart is still my f- still picks peaks it to the post, pips it to the post, whatever the saying is. Um, it mm. it heads it out slightly as being my favourite kart racer, I think. Okay. Um, but I was surprised how much I did because I did enjoy it. Because um, I yeah. I guess I have played it before, but I've always considered it a bit of a just an also ran to Mario Kart, you know, it's just a, mm. just another kart racer at the time. But um, it's it surprised me quite how much I did get into it and it, how much of its own personality it's got. It's definitely not just um, a clone of Mario Kart. It's, it's definitely got yeah. its own personality and its own ideas and its own um, its own thing going on. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think there's there's uh, two sides of the defense where people are going to be it's superior to Mario Kart. I think a lot of people say that, and I think a lot of people would prefer Mario Kart. I think I definitely prefer yeah. Mario Kart slightly, but um, yeah, it's it, it, it's I I'm happy to have been proved proved wrong. That it's uh, it's mm. not just a, it's, a clone. Yeah, it's interesting the sort of the clone debate because I'm trying to trying to think how many kart racers like Mario Kart there were at the time. I don't think they I don't think it had really sort of exploded like that, or was it just sort of it started to explode? Because there was, are I, I mean over say, the years there Yeah, it was starting to. There were a few cropping up and there were others that were kart racers, but I mean there was a game called Scars, which was basically a kart racer but without the character side of things. It was just like these these buggy type things. Mm. Um there was Street Racer, uh Crash Team Racing. So it's not like there were thousands of them, but they they were starting to you know, there were there were more and more of them cropping up. They, yeah. It was one of those things where Mario Kart it's you know it it reached a level of popularity that a lot of people were going like, oh, we could do that. You know, yes, I think so. How, especially, especially with that second version that was starting yeah. to, as when it became a series, you know, I think, yeah. yeah, you're right. A lot of people said, we've got, you know, these mascots handy anyway, let's make a kart racing game out of them. Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, I think you have to put the effort in like this game does. You yeah. Know, you can't, you have to offer something, you know, a bit different. You know, I think it's not enough. Even at that time, it wouldn't have been enough to just have a very generic kind of simple tracks with just you know just cars, for example, and, and nothing, you know, nothing more than that. Do you know what I mean? I think even then you had to sort of stand out like this game does and offers something that others don't. Mm. Um, are you more familiar with Crash Team Racing as well? Yes. Mm. Does that have an adventure mode? I have a feeling it does, doesn't it? Yes. Sort yeah. of similar. Thing. Yeah, it's, right. yeah, it's does... kind of sort of um, yeah, it's similar sort of thing. Okay. Um, they're just like um, yeah, it's, it's similar. The handling, uh, I don't really like. Uh, again, I'm going to upset people, but I don't really like the <laughs> handling in Crash Team Racing. That's the thing. Okay. I like the characters and I like the music and I like the the whole setup of it, but um, I just. 
I just didn't go on with the handling with that. I just kept banging into the walls. <laughs> I haven't really played. I have played it a little bit, but I haven't played it enough to have a really have an opinion about it. Yeah, it's getting a remake as well, isn't it? I'm gonna say it's getting a remake, so it might be mm. worth as, as, as put it on the list of, of something to cover in the future. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think I'll probably be picking it up because um, it looks quite good, and um, I like a good kart racer. So yeah, yeah. Um, the um, there's power ups. We, should, we haven't mentioned power ups. We, we haven't mentioned every the power good ups. Kart, every good kart racer needs to needs a power up system. This one's got quite a good system. It's um, balloons, different coloured balloons. So you've got red balloons are your sort of uh, missiles, and green ones. Is it green ones? I think they're green ones. Are your sort of um, you know leave behind? Yeah, that's like, the oil like your oil slicks and, and like stuff that, yeah. like that. The good thing is you can upgrade them. So if you get two red balloons in a row, you get a homing missile, and if you get three, then you get ten regular missiles. Mm. Um, which I thought was a really kind of nice yeah. risk, risk sort of risk reward system. You can either sort Definitely. of, if you've got you just one regular one, you can either sort of try and aim it, which I often try to do and, and usually fail. Um, you know, try and line up your target straight ahead, um, and or you can just hold on, hold out for that homing attack, and then sort of use use that instead. Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's like you say, it's the risk reward. Are you going to fire off the missiles straight away, or you know, and hope for the best, or are you going to, you know, say, you know, try and save up the balloons and you know risk falling behind in the the race a bit? And yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's a really neat system. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if if anything, any other sort of game racing game had done that kind of thing before that, where you can sort of stack the the, the power ups. Not that I can think of no. Yes, it's a good idea. Uh, you also get like boost ones, blue ones, and then there's sort of less less useful ones. Like there's a magnet and like a shield, which the I never shield, really use. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other the other aspect is you have to avoid other balloons. If you're trying to build up, you know, a stack of the red ones, for example, you then have to actively avoid the other balloons because if you get them, then that will ruin your stack. So there's that aspect to it as well. So yeah, I like the power ups. They're good. And the bananas. The bananas, yeah, they're, they're a bit like the coins in Mario I'm Kart. Say they give like you the, the coins in Mario Kart. The more you get, the the sort of the, it increases your top speed and things like that. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I just want to talk a little bit about the DS port. Um, I had this, I, uh, but I, I briefly played this as well via emulation just to see the difference. And there's a lot more differences than I remember. Actually, it's okay. kind of um, it's kind of a remake. That all the tracks are the same. They've they because it's by this point it's just Nintendo. They've lost Conker and Banjo because they're rare owned, so they replaced them with a couple of um, Donkey Kong characters. Um, but a lot of like the general menus are different. They've added a lot of sort of gimmicks to it. Um, a lot of people don't rate it, to be honest. And I think the the, con- the controls handled very differently as well from what oh. I briefly played. So that was a bit of a bit of a weird one. Mm. Um, but otherwise, that's the only port or the only re-release of this game. There is. It's never been released digitally. I think possibly because of these lic- these tricky licensing issues. Because yeah. the game kind of sits somewhere between Nintendo and Rare. Yeah. Really, doesn't it? And because yeah, Rare is owned Microsoft by Microsoft and... now, it's a difficult one because they can't. It's, again, licensing ruins everything, doesn't it? Really. It really does. Yeah. It's just another and another. You know. Sort of not not for for emulation, really, isn't it? You know, you, can, well, yeah. you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about these issues, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a shame. Um, but as I say, the game's despite that, the game is still relatively cheap, uh, which is surprising actually when you consider that. 
It is, because it's, it's one of the sort of defining games of the N64, I think. Mm. So, you mm. know, the fact that you can still pick it up quite cheap. Usually, like, the, you know, the, the, the big-name games that you associate with a console tend to attract the, uh, you know, the most money for, you know, in most cases. Sometimes. Too. I think it just depends how many of them they made. They obviously made That's quite true. a lot of them, I think. I think I mean you think of Gold, Goldeneye. That's one of the biggest sellers, but because they made so many of them, I think Goldeneye I think is very cheap. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a similar deal, really. Um, but yeah, they do, it does vary. It doesn't quite work for the SNES either, uh, because the SNES, um, you know, all sorts of SNES games, popular or unpopular, are quite often very expensive, aren't they? So it's, mm. it's, it does vary from console to console, doesn't it? It does. Mm. Um, yeah, just trying to think of anything else to. To say really, it's um, yeah. I, I mean, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite, certainly one of my favorite racing games, definitely. Um, and uh, have playing it again, you know, in full for the first time in a long time, it, it's lost none of its charm. Really hasn't. It's um, you know, I love the characters. I love the the sort of little sound effects that they make. You know, the music, the the track design, um, the colors, the the <clears throat> the sort of the general environment graphics. It's just um. Yeah, it's just a really charming game. I'd recommend it to yeah. anyone. I really would. Yeah, I would as well. I I, I really enjoyed playing it again. Um, Good. Like I say, I only played it. I've only played it in fits and starts before. So to to actually sit down and give it a bit of time. Um, yeah, I I am quite happy to give it a full recommendation. Mm, excellent. The only other thing that because I, I when I, in my notes I have a little section called curios in which I mention sort of odd things. There's um, anyone who who knows this game as well as I do will be familiar with the the little laugh that occurs at the very very beginning of the game when you boot it up there's like a little chi- child's laugh and if you're I've heard this fact before I think yeah. I think I know what you're going to say yeah this if you play this game a lot you will be able to recognize this laugh everywhere like it's in tv adverts tv shows movies all sorts of things this this obviously is a common sound effect and it just sort of pops up all these random places wherever like you see kids like running around it just throw in this sort of default kid laugh sound effect mm. and i found something online a little while ago that it's kind of official as, as official as it can have it's called the diddy laugh based uh, on based on this game because this is where you hear it most prominently i think ah, no, that's uh, which is a really interesting yeah. thing yeah there was like a whole blog about it i think of someone trying to find all as many cases they could of, of the, the laugh being used it's really weird yeah. and I, I think uh, apparently no one really knows where it comes from it's just one of those sort of odd kind of royalty free sound effects that yeah. you know even the the guy who put it in the game doesn't know where he got it from and it's just quite it's quite quite it's interesting, really interesting yeah. yeah yeah it's just one of those things and uh, you know whenever i hear it whenever me and my, the wife are just sitting watching tv and i hear it I go oh did he gone <laughs> it is literally all once you once you're familiar with it you start to, you start hearing it everywhere it's really weird mm. <laughs> Wow. So yeah. Um okay, I think Excellent. um I think that's a that's a resounding recommendation, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. I get to pick the game for the next show. Yeah. Do you want to do the awards first or do you want to do that first? I don't know. I, I like I say we I think we're doing this on the fly a bit, aren't we? So uh, We are how, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Professionalism. How, yeah. yeah. How, how do you want to proceed? Uh, I thought we could do the awards first cuz then sort of leave that as like a little a little on coming up next time kind of nugget at the end what do you think okay yeah, but yeah. nugget plan is fine with me okay yeah. so um <laughs> let's uh let's take another quick break and we'll come back with the the first annual 
Pottem Up Game Awards for indeed g- good games for good ge- Pottem Up Gaming <laughs> Awards for for general good games for general good games yeah. We're back. <laughs> We've just had a, a fairly uh, funny discussion about uh, just, 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 gen- uh, just general, yeah, general well preparedness for this uh, this feature, really. Um, but anyway, before we get into that feature, I've just realised I've forgotten to. Uh, we put out a, well. I I went on Twitter and asked a couple of people comments about Diddy Kong, as we tend to do with these games. I've completely forgotten about that, so I'm going to read out these couple of comments before we go any further. <laughs> so, from um, RetroAz at Timson72, um, my favourite thing is the hub world. It had a Mario 64 look and feel about it, but better because you could drive, fly, or hover your way around it. The power-ups were good, and how and how they got how they got stronger if you picked up multiples. So yeah, similar sort of things to what we, we were talking about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So thank you, RetroAz, and also Mr831. This um, this person also played it for the first time. Uh, almost alongside us, actually, just by oh, really? coincidence. So I thought that oh, was interesting awesome. to get his uh, opinion. Um, oh, not not inspired by us. It was just coincidence. Oh yeah, no, nothing to do with us. I don't think he was particularly aware of us, oh. if, if at all. But uh, yeah, I just I because I looked at see um, people tweeting about Diddy Kong. A lot of them were tweet because this was around the time that the Crash Team Racing uh, game uh, yeah, was yeah, announced. Yeah. So it was interesting to see the comments about people saying, "Oh yeah, Mario Kart's better. Diddy Kong's better." Just having a proper war about it, basically. <laughs> well, he's he's still welcome along for the ride. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I liked it overall. I think it's aged a lot better than Mario Kart 64 and put a nice twist on the kart racing genre by having a single player adventure mode. The adventure mode did get a little repetitive at times and the bosses could have been better, but solid overall. Exclamation mark. I think so, that's fair. I think, yeah, fair I think that's a fair, that's a very fair comment. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, uh, RetroRaz and Mr831. You will not be getting a prize because we don't give out prizes. Sorry. Um, anyway, moving on. Unless you happen to tweet us oh, yes. muscular legs. <laughs> and you have to write it out as uh, just like that, yeah. <laughs> if you can. Um, yeah, tweet, uh, t- once again, tweet or email us muscular legs. Um, I don't think at the time we, we gave out our um, Twitter handle or our email, did we? Or I mean, we the- will at the end anyway, but for the muscular legs no we didn't know but um, I don't think we did I mean presumably if, if you're listening to us you, you found us 
somehow and that we'll, we'll, we'll make sure the the our contact details are in the show notes anyway so if you just yeah. check the show right. notes on your podcast app of choice yes and we're gonna do it at the end anyway yeah oh my goodness right <laughs> we'll get better at this don't worry eventually um <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh with that all said and done it's now time for The Podum Up Awards. Awards, 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 awards. You didn't fancy doing that that um, sound effect again? Oh, 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 oh! I thought I did it. I just do a trumpet with my voice. Here we go. Hang on. Yeah, no, it was. It was... I mean, the trumpet of the voice was was equally effective. <laughs> I love how it repeats. Why does it repeat? <laughs> Why would you want it to repeat? <laughs> I genuinely can't think of any situation where you want that just to repeat. <laughs> they've got. Hang on, they've got this one as well. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> just to add a bit of tension to proceedings. Okay. So game awards. The game awards, right? Okay. So basically, this is um, right. We did uh, how many games did we do? Seven, eight. I think. Hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, we did seven. We did seven at. Seven games because our first one didn't feature a, a book club pick. So uh, just to recap, um, in June, we played uh, Sunset Riders, which was my pick mm-hmm. for the Mega Drive. Uh, following that in July, uh, your pick was The Firemen for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, I followed that up in August with Klonoa, Daughter Phantom Arms for the PS1. One. Then Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective on the Nintendo DS. Uh, That's a good in, one. Yeah, in October, Power Stone f- um, for mm-hmm. uh, the Dreamcast. They're all good uh, ones. No, yeah, November, Medieval, your pick. And December, Diddy Kong Racing. So, they're all good ones, yes. Um, so this is going to be it's gonna, a difficult... Yes, but we have a very mathematical way of, of working out which one is is our favourite, as, as we've just been... Please, dis- explain it yes, to me. Yes, I then. will explain to you. Basically, we have a number of categories. Um, and for each of those categories, we will each pick... Um, our, our choice for the winner of that ca- that category. So each category will receive two nominees, or one if we pick the same one. So um, e- each of those games will receive one point uh, per <laughs> per nomination. So no, hang on a minute. Yeah. So each category, <laughs> okay. it, there's two points up for grabs in each category, basically. Um, right. Yeah. And you'll pick a game, and I'll pick a game. And those games will get one point each or two points if they're both the same game. Does that make sense? Sort of. Yeah. You'll pick it up. We'll, we'll all pick it up as we go okay. along, basically. But then there is a final favorite game category for which uh, two points are up for grabs per, per, per person. So if it's the same game, that, that game will receive four points. Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. It's all cool. Okay. So the first category is best graphics. And this is. Can I just say, are you familiar with the Adam and Joe show? Um, vaguely, yes. Do you remember they they did a sketch called Quizzle Stick? Yes, 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 yes. I've seen this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely reminded of Quizzle Stick. <laughs> I have to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. No, we'll, we'll we'll carry on. We'll we'll plow right, on. Hang on. Um, I just realised I have no I have no method of tallying this up. So let me get. Okay. <laughs> I've got. 
All right. Oh, God. Hang on. All right. Hang on. Notepad. Notepad. Where's Notepad? to write these out really didn't I oh shit okay well there goes our family friendly rating on iTunes so I have my list ready and I'm going to tally them up as we go right so first are you ready i'm ready let's do it okay right so first category is best graphics and this is uh by by the standards of the system that it's okay. on so not compared to each other you know just just whatever you think has the best graphic what impressed you most for the system so what what is your pick for best graphics my pick for best graphics is ghost trick okay awesome because awesome of the choice. animation the incredible yes. animation yeah, absolutely. That is a very, very good, very worthy uh, pick. It would be my honourable mention because I'm going to go for Klonoa. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah, I think I, I really liked just what they did with the the mix of sprites and uh, yeah. polygons. I think it just it was a nice sort of really colourful world. <clears throat> they, they did, they they picked the best graphical style for the the hardware limitations. I think they made you know the models quite nice and simple. For like a simple, quite, quite kind of simple world, the, but the sprites were really nice and, you know, sort of detailed, uh, but in keeping with the same style in a sense. So yeah, my pick for that is going to be Klonoa. Okay. So just to confirm, Klonoa gets one point and Ghost Trick gets one point as well. Okay. Excellent. Simple. Okay. Right. Good. Um, next category is best music. Um, for me, it can be none other than Diddy Kong Racing. As I said earlier, it's one of my favourite game soundtracks of all time. I can't really pick anything else. It's just so catchy. It's so memorable. It's so fun. You know, there's so many tracks from this this soundtrack that I really enjoy. So yeah, my pick for best music is Diddy Kong Racing. Okay. I'm gonna have to pick Ghost Trick again. Um, okay. Did have very good music. Did go straight. I'm just thinking of all the games you've played. Which games I will regularly listen to the soundtrack on away from the game. So just when I'm walking around, um, listen to music okay. on my phone or whatever. Um, yeah. What soundtrack I would listen? To, I've listened to more often than any of the others in the list, and it is Ghost Trick. So I think on on that criteria alone, I think mm. the best music has to go to Ghost Trick. Absolutely. Um, similar for me, actually. I do have the Diddy Kong Racing Centre, and I do listen to it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's when if you've got a soundtrack that is worthy to be listened to on its own, away from the game, then that's that alone is is you know a, a recommendation enough. Really, it's um, you know, it, it's what I love about game music. Really, yeah. it's just it's you know, both of those are great choices. Really, Ghost Trick is a great soundtrack. I like how each, as we say that the episode at the time, each character has their own theme. To sort of really tie it into the the story scene, so yeah, great choice. <clears throat> I would say other other good choices in the list. Sunset Riders had a really good soundtrack. Sunset Riders definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love the Mega Drive sound, and that one uses it really, really well. Some great sort of 
music you can really ride a horse to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Parastone as well had a pretty good soundtrack too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, okay. I think I think all around. I think looking back again, it's something we mentioned at the time. I think probably the only game that we've played where the soundtrack not only really didn't stick with me, but I thought was really let itself down a bit was the Fireman. Um, yeah, agreed. You know, yeah, so I, I think there's been a strong showing from all the games we picked except for the Fireman. I think there's the soundtrack really could have really could have been a bit better with that one. But um, yeah. yeah. Must do better, fireman. Yes. Um, okay, so moving on. Best story. Um, you picked first. Kind, well, it's kind of a no-brainer, really, isn't it? I would say yeah, Ghost Trick. Yeah, I'm going to say Ghost Trick um, as well. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe other, otherwise Medieval had the, probably the deepest story compared to the others. Um, it seemed that yeah. way. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely got a... a, a the story is a main part of the game is mm. you know it's it's integral to the to what you're what you're playing in the game and there's obviously a lot of thought and gone into the characters and things but yeah it didn't it's nowhere near as compelling as ghost trek no. um i mean it as, certainly didn't keep me wanting to play the way ghost trick did no as i said yeah exactly me at the time i i found myself wanting to see more story scenes than actual do actual gameplay but towards yeah. the end, you know, I mean, that, and that's, you know, it was, it was a very gripping story, very cleverly written, you know, uh, great characters as well. Uh, so, yeah, fantastic story on, on Ghost Trick. Really, really good. Absolutely. Well worthy of both of our picks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. <clears throat> this next one, um, uh, do, you, do you want to still do this next one or... <laughs> I gotta be honest, because I, I know what your I know what your answer is going to be. Yeah. My answer is probably going to be different. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know. We could do it. Um, let's just do it. it. Could, let's let's do it. It could skew the overall the overall ratings, but yeah, let's do it. So you have created the character, created the uh, category of best individual character. <laughs> Best individual character. No, I can't think of why you would have done this or who you would pick, but uh, please surprise us. Okay, it's um, it's Detective Cabanella from Ghost Trick. Uh, if you I'm listen shocked. to that episode, you you will remember, you will recall my my um, unusual man crush towards this this particular character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, he is a fantastic character, and in a game filled with fantastic characters. Yeah. Um, just he's just that intro alone was so funny. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a detective, but he's dressed like he's going to a disco. He's so cool. He's suave. He dances his way onto the crime scene. He's just incredibly likable. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and yeah, so best character, Detective Cabanella, which wins another point for Ghost Trick, obviously. Yeah. Um, so. How about you? I would like to pick a character from Ghost Trek, but I think the problem with it is they're all so likable. They're they're all the characters are so they're so endearing. Yeah. Um and I'd struggle to pick one above the other. So I'm gonna go for a character that I think stands above the rest of the ones in the game that it's in. So mm. if you see what I mean. So I'm gonna go for okay. Samuel Fortescue from Medieval. Okay. I uh, yeah, I was I I thought you would either go for him or missile from Ghost Trick. If if I if if I was forced to pick a character from Ghost Trick, I would go with missile. Yeah. Mm. Um, but like I say, I like all the characters in Ghost Trick so much, so it would be difficult to pick one from there. Okay. So 
That's fair. I think it into yeah. I'm going to give it to Sir Daniel Fortescue. I think he's got a, a very unique character design. I think he's his story arc is very likable, and mm. uh, he's just he's just a charming little guy. He ain't got a jaw, but he, he just gets on with things. He's, he's yeah. nice. He's, he's a likable character, egg. definitely. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah. Egg. There's an so, element of yeah. humour to him as well. I think yeah, yeah. he's a good good character. Um, okay, cool. Um, score so far: Klonoa one, uh, Medieval one, Diddy Kong one. Uh, Ghost Trick Five. So um, a certain game is is steaming ahead at this at this yeah. sort of uh, halfwayish point. Um, but yeah, you've uh, you, you've given some love to uh, one of the other games there at least. Yeah, very good. Um, best level design. This is probably one that doesn't go to Ghost Trick just because of the. Oh the... really? No, no. Well, well. I mean, oh no. Maybe it could. Maybe it could. I was thinking more of its, it's story based, but I suppose it could, couldn't it? That's not going to be my pick. My pick would be Klonoa. Okay. Um, What's best level design? Okay. Best level design, yeah. Because um, I think I, I really liked how the levels sort of varied uh, quite a lot in terms of their structure. I mean, one of the, I remember one level was more sort of like a almost like a Metroidvania where it's just kind of like quite labyrinthine and you kind of have to wander around a bit. Others more slightly more linear. You have to sort of diverge off to these different pathways to get keys to come back. I really liked it in general. I thought it was. Um, uh, of the games, I thought it was probably my favourite in terms of level design. Um, it might just be because of the um, I really love platform games, and that's kind of what I associate most with with level design as a, yeah. as a sort of topic. So maybe that sort of swayed it a bit. But um, yeah, I think I would say Klonoa for for that one. Hmm. No, no, that's good. That's a good choice. Hmm. I think instinctively my my choice was Ghost Trick because I love the okay. like the, the whole Rube Goldberg machine. Um, aesthetic that they've got going on, the, the yeah. how how intricately all the levels have been designed, and the way all the elements interact with each other. Um, and in you know, if we're talking pure level design, I think that that's that's what immediately jumped out to me. Okay. Um, I really don't want to sound like I'm I'm deliberately picking you know one of the games that I chose. As my, no, no, my no, no, of course not. No, no, no. But um, no, you know, I I think. So you're going I, with Ghost yeah, Trick? I, okay. I'd be. I'd be being dishonest if I said that I thought it was anything but Ghost Trek. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, to be honest, everything you said makes complete sense. Now. I don't know why I didn't think of Ghost Trick for a level design. I think I was just so caught up with it being a story-based game that I kind of forgot yeah. how intricate and detailed those levels actually were. Yeah. Um, and they are very, very well done. So I kind of didn't even think about that. When I was picking these categories, I was kind of trying to balance them out between... You know the different types of games we had. Yeah, to you give know, all the was... games like a different, a fair, a fair shot. At, yeah, but I've inadvertently given another one to uh, Ghost Trick there, really. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, know. Um, I promise it's not deliberate. It's just no. Uh, that's no. It's okay. It's going. I th yeah, it looked like it was going that way anyway. To be fair, so um, yeah. anyway, we'll carry on. There is a there is definitely a winner steaming ahead here. Uh, the next category is uh, <laughs> this is the, the 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 title that we don't like, but we can't think of a better title, and yeah. it kind of references to a previous podcast. It, it, this title is called Best Deep Game. I think this was in the Paristone episode where we 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 called it um, not meaning to be insulting. We called it shallow in the sense that you know it was it was a nice quick pick, quick pick up it's and play easy game. To pick you up know, and play. yeah, you yeah. don't have to get really bogged down in it to you know. <sighs> It shallow probably wasn't the right word in the way that deep probably isn't the right word, but hopefully people understand, you know, what we mean when we when we say, yes, you know. absolutely. 
one's more of an arcadey kind of experience the other one is a kind of much longer sort of involved experience that you will yeah. play you'll you'll play all the way through and then you probably won't pick it up again for for a number of years if ever but an arcade one you can sort of keep coming back to you know and it's still kind of fun basically yeah um so but this one is for the uh, is for the best uh, sort of long term kind of game um so what would be your pick here It's can't be Ghost Same here. Same here. Sorry, everyone else, but yeah. So that brings Ghost Trick up They're to eight, eight points They've now. all been good games, but um, it's yeah. got yeah, it's got to be Ghost Trick. I think it game. has really, yeah. I mean, it, it. There was a. It was a fairly long game. There was a, a substantial story to it, and it kind of kept kept me gripped. And I think that's that's sort of the definition of a deep game, really. I think yeah. the only other one would be. Um, probably medieval um even though i i personally didn't get on massively well with that game i know you did and i can certainly see the depth to it um, yeah I'd, I'd probably say medieval would be my honorable mention or a runner-up for that yeah, but um certainly yeah okay unfortunately honorable mentions don't get points <laughs> no. No, okay this one is definitely one that goes to it can't win okay this is best arcade game and this is okay. this is best shallow game if you, if you like the the, the arcade experience mm-hmm. that i just described so um, for me, I'm going to give that to Paristone. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it to Sunset Riders. Are you okay? That was an honourable mention. Um, mm. That was uh, yeah, very very good choice as well. Uh, for me, Paristone is just so much fun. The, the the combat was just it was really fun. It was really frenetic. You know, it's a great game that you could just sit down and play for ten minutes. Um, you know, the, against the AI, which is all I did, was great. I'm sure it's even better in multiplayer. Um, you know, it's got a great system to it, great characters, uh, just a really fun sort of quick burst of an arcade game, really. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, if I was going to, I'd be, I think we're basically on the reverse there. So mm. I would give my honourable mention to, to Power Stone. Um, okay. I think, I think it's just the general, the look and feel of, Sunset Riders, how it plays, it's just, it's everything I think of when I think of a classic arcade game. Yeah, yeah, Um, definitely. And it is just, I can imagine myself playing that in an arcade. I can imagine just putting coin after coin after coin and just, you know, giving it another go and and trying it. So I think, yeah, if if you were to, to ask me, you know, to describe to someone the quintessential arcade game mm. i would be i would more likely to say sunset riders than i would power stone but i can definitely see power stone fitting into that category but uh yeah uh sunset riders gets it for me there yeah yeah definitely i agree with that sunset riders great arcade game really really fun uh one that i can definitely see myself playing again and again certainly yeah just coming back definitely. to it really good fun um <clears throat> so that leaves us with our final category which is overall favorite game and this one uh, gets two points from each of us. Okay. So, what will be your um, overall favorite game? Well, can I just just ask a a, a, a question yeah. with regard to the store the scores? Okay. Because we did ask some, we, we put the question out on Twitter for people to give us their picks as well. Yeah. How are we factoring the people's responses into the into our scores? I think we should factor them in, and I think they should also have offer two points for for their choice, their overall choice. Do you think that's okay? So they're almost like the third member of the team. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So so they're factoring it. So 
Okay. So so their choice gets two points, your choice gets two points, and my choice gets two points. Yeah? Right. Okay. Oh, so this is only for the overall, we're not doing that for the individual no, categories? No, 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 no. no. No, right, no, okay, just, so just for favor right, game. Okay. So the the Twitter people, the people on Twitter, have voted almost unanimously, um, which shows how many votes we got, maybe. But they voted for uh, Klonoa, Daughter of Antimal. Okay. Hmm. So good choice. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. So Klonoa gets two extra points, which brings it up to four. Um, and for my pick, um. I was torn between two, but I think mm-hmm. I might ultimately have to echo uh, their choice and say Klonoa as well. Oh, I just, okay. I, I really, really enjoyed that game. I thought it was, it was, I don't know, whatever. It's there's something very, very charming about it. Um, I just, uh, I just, I kept wanting to carry on with it, really. It's just, it was just, a, it was challenging, but it was really, uh, really fun, really fun game. Definitely. Oh, it's a superb game. Mm. I will say, I mean, what I'm not picking here is my is my is an alt- is a long time favorite, Diddy Kong Racing. I think I because I know that game so well, I've decided to go from one that I don't know so well. And in the spirit of this podcast and sort of ex- experiencing new games, I've decided to go for for one that I was less familiar with because mm. it's almost difficult to separate your nostalgia. With Diddy Kong, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> like, am I voting yeah, I for it because it's it really is the best game, or am I voting for it because I just I, I really like it from you know twenty years of of experience, you know, having experienced it. So I, I think for that reason, and because at the moment it doesn't seem to matter anyway, because <laughs> basically we've already got a winner. <laughs> I'm gonna um I I'm gonna give some points to Klonoa, I think yeah. I've got kind of the same dilemma okay. in that I know what I want to pick, yeah, but I don't know. Is that just because I have a, a, a deep affection for the game, or is it because you know, it, really, I really think it is the you know the the best overall game that we've played so far? Yeah, um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, yeah it really is. I mean, it's academic at this point. I think it like is. You say, yes. the, the, Whatever the, you the pick, it won't. It won't make any difference. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my heart, and I'm gonna say Ghost Track. Okay. Yeah, I thought you might, but well deserved. I mean, it's it's a great game. It really is. It's not that I haven't enjoyed, you know, the other games you no, played. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, Klonoa is, you know, it's a very special game to me as well. Um, yeah. You know, I've got a lot of nostalgia for Klonoa, and I really loved replaying it. Mm. Um, so it is. It's a difficult one, but I, I, I think, yeah, I think I have to give it to give it to Ghost Trick on this one. I think. Yeah. Should we look at the results? Let's look <laughs> at the results. Okay. Um, so the only game that didn't get any points, sadly, was the Firemen. But that's not to say that it wasn't a good game because that was that no. was still a good game. I, I like. Firemen. It's a very good game, but I mean, the the story was a bit thin on the ground. <laughs> yeah. The individual characters. Again, there, there wasn't a you know they weren't real char- they weren't characters you could really sort of relate with or really get into. No, the level design, you know, I keep thinking that 
it, it was a fun game. There's nothing particularly wrong with the level design, but I kept thinking of that stage where the fireballs were coming up from the bottom, yeah, um, through the grating, yeah, and you yeah, could yeah. never tell where they were going to be, you know, and yeah. it. it there's... It's just too frustrating at times. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great game. I love it, but it, there were just too many little things that just made me miss out on on any of my votes. I think. Yeah, I think overall, maybe the weakest of of the bunch. But that's not to say that it isn't a good game. Um, no, I mean, if the Fireman's the the weakest of the bunch, then that's a yeah, that's good a good bunch. bunch. It's a good bunch, absolutely. Um, and then we've got four games. Equally with one point, we've got Sunset Riders, Power Stone, Medieval, and Diddy Kong Racing. Um, yeah, again, all all good games. I mean, I know Medieval was the only one that I came away not particularly liking, but uh, that's not to say that I wouldn't recommend you try it because I can see that it is a, you know, it is a good game. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it is, it's, yeah. it's appreciated and there's got good elements to it. So absolutely, all four of those, you know, very good games. Um, as we've discussed when we discussed Planet Diddy Kong this episode, Power Stone, I mentioned earlier, great arcade game, Sunset Riders, another one. So, yeah, all really good. Um, with four points, with a respectable four points with Klonoa, Daughter Phantomar. I mean, uh, six points. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so uh, that's a, a great runner-up. But yeah, uh, with a runaway ten points and our official Podem Up Game of the Year... Ghost Trick Phantom Detective on the Nintendo DS. Excellent. So yeah, Ghost Trick. Um, not surprise, really. No. Uh, I thought it might end up that way, to be fair. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, um... I just hope that it really inspires someone. If just one person who listens to the show decides to to give Ghost Trick a try, um, I mean, I'd be really happy with that because I, I I talked about it on Twitter for years and years, and I yeah. You know, if I can, ju- if just one person will listen to us, take our recommendation. If of all the games we've recommended, if you give Ghost Trick a try, um, I'll consider, I'll consider our show a success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a game that needs more attention, definitely, definitely. because it is. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, it's not typically the kind of game I would go for normally. I, it's the kind of game I would appreciate. It's good, but it was. I, I tend to just sort of go for more sort of arcadey experiences. Uh, especially mm-hmm. these days, but I was I, I was blown away by how much I cared about the characters and how much I enjoyed the story. You know how funny it was. Uh, the, again, the great animation that you mentioned earlier, great music, uh, and great puzzles as well. And it's just it's yeah. it's um it's a really really good game, absolutely. And this comes from someone who doesn't typically play those kind of games as well. So. And it, it, it certainly made me rethink the, the genre, I guess, really. And I think that that's, that's one of the objectives I think we both had of the podcast mm. would be to, to sort of experience games and things that we might not have tried or might, you know, might be aware of but never really gave a full chance and, yeah. and just try and, you know, to find new things to play and new things to, to enjoy. So, mm. you know, I think on all, on all counts, it's, yeah, I think it's a, a worthy winner. 
if any of the developers of Ghost Trick uh, are listening, uh, drop us a line and we'll get you a little certificate out in the post. <laughs> we um, will, yeah. <laughs> so we could, we could do that. Just <laughs> that would be problem. hilarious, wouldn't it? That, that that'd be, a, a great I, idea. That'd be amazing. I would love that. We'll, <laughs> we'll prepare a certificate, we'll post it on Twitter and just uh, everyone... You know, send it out to the devs and uh, let's get let's get them. They, they've earned it. They need it. Yeah, I mean, it's only fair. definitely it's rightfully theirs. Definitely. Oh yeah, and no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a little certificate. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Okay. Great. Well, that um, that kind of almost wraps up our business, apart from the the matter of our next book club pick for January, the first one of 2019, and that uh, responsibilities with you, sir. Wow. Um, I'm going to pick um, a more recent game. Okay. Uh, it's. I would say it's that. Yeah, it's probably current gen. In fact. Oh. Um, okay. Interesting. Uh, are you familiar with the developer Game Freak? Yep. Pokemon people. Right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pick a game based on animal combat. Uh, from Game Freak. Mm-hmm. Any ideas? Yes. <laughs> That's right. It's it... Tembo, the badass elephant. Oh, I love this game. Really? Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, that didn't occur to me because I knew I, I have Tembo. I have played it. Not. I haven't completed it. I've played um, a few levels of it. Um, but uh, yeah, great choice. I didn't even think of that when you said Game Freak. I was just scratching my head. What? Other, what else? What else could it be? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know they've got a new RPG coming out that's currently called Town, um, which looks quite good. But I couldn't yeah. think of any other. And the other games, and apart from <laughs> one that I have and that do actually quite like, but that's a great choice. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I've 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 played a, a fair bit of it. Um, hmm. I really enjoy it, and I at the moment, if anyone is um, wants to join in with us, I think it's for sale for two pound fifty oh, on bargain. the PS4 store at the moment. Oh, so, that's really good. Yeah, you know, it's uh, no money's tight. You know, just after Christmas, so it's a nice cheap game we can all get involved with. It's mm, nice, fantastic. Falls within our keep it under seven to ten hours rule, and it it's you know I think we can all have a good time with it. So my pick is Tembo. The oh, I'm very elephant. excited about that. Um, there is a Steam uh, sale on at the moment, so I don't know if it's in that, but it, it might well be. It's worth oh, checking it that be. out as well. So yeah. yeah, I mean, like half the games are. So you know, it could well be on sale there as well. Um, Excellent. Yeah, definitely checking. I actually have both versions. Weirdly. Um, oh, I did get the Steam version originally, but I only had my laptop. It didn't run very well, so I ended up getting the PS4 mm. version as well when it was on offer. Um, so, so yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah, as I say, I've played a few levels of it. I haven't completed it, so yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, excellent. Brilliant. Oh, I look forward to it then. I'm going glad uh, it's uh, an exciting start to 2019. Yeah, brilliant. Perfect. So, uh, should we wrap things up there? It's been a it's a very bumper episode. This uh, yeah. This time, um, but I think I think you'll agree it's it's been an exciting first first year for the podcast. I mean, it's absolutely yes. That's the other thing to to reflect on. I mean, we haven't done it the whole year. We only started in May, um, and it's been. I've really enjoyed it personally. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. it's been really really good. Um, you know, we've been learning on the job, as you can tell from from this episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's been fun. I, I I actually quite like that element of um, sort of scrapping it together, you know, and kind of. Um, yeah, I do as well. I mean, I I like it. it's just I like the informal style yeah. that we've got. Is you know, it is just just as talking about games. Really, it is just I just I just wanted to do something about games. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it, it's 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 been really good fun. Um, mm. and I love. 
hearing from other people, um, like the, the, the Twitter comments we've got. It's not like we've had floods of comments with the Twitter, but uh, no. the people who've taken the time to share their thoughts and opinions on the game, um, it, it really does. It means a lot to me that, that people have, have taken the time to to listen to the show and to you know give us their feedback and, and let us know what games mean to them and what 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 they like and don't like about the, their favorite games. And it's, it's just yeah. really awesome. It's just really good to to have that interaction. Yeah, absolutely, um, and I, I definitely encourage encourage more of it. If you you know if you've got any thoughts on Diddy Kong Racing, any thoughts on Tembo, any thoughts on anything else, really, please do get in touch with us. Um, our Twitter yeah. is uh, at Podumup. Our email is podumup at gmail dot com. Please use those contact details to tell us um, about the, the <laughs> muscular legs. Tell us about muscular legs, please. Muscular and then legs. Muscular legs and claim your free Sonic game while stocks last. Do they get one game per leg, or is it? Uh, no, one game no, per one, pair of legs. one game per pair of legs. Okay. So you can't say like muscular legs, muscular legs, muscular legs. No, that's not going to work. Okay. That's not going to fly. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, be, you no, know. it's worth clarifying. It's worth clarifying. One per person, one per pair of legs. One per one per pair of legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. On that note. Okay. Well, have a good Christmas. Yes. And we will well, see you all in the new year. Yes. Uh, have a good, have a great New Year. Enjoy the festivities. Enjoy the time with your families. Uh, enjoy the time with any new games or consoles that you get over the Christmas period. Exactly. Mm. Eat a cake. Why not? Eat a cake. Do you like Christmas cake? No. No, I don't either. No, I really don't. We no. were, I was having this discussion earlier, and it's um, no, what a, what a mess of a cake. It's rubbish, isn't it? Give me a Victoria sponge. Oh, me too. Fantastic. I'm all, Fantastic I'm all about the cake. Victoria sponge. Perhaps yeah. we should do a separate podcast about cakes. A cake yeah, month. cake them yeah. up. Cake them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. L- listen listen <laughs> for that in the new year, folks. Cake them up. You heard it here first. Cake them up. All right. Okay. Have a great one, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.